Hi, my name is Victoria Satan, and you're tuning in to Monday's Muse, your weekly wellness dose, where me and my co-host discuss a different topic of wellness each week. You don't want to miss it. Catch me live each Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time over on Instagram at Victoria L. Satan, or listen to the replay here. And don't forget to subscribe. Now let's get to it. In for a treat. So I'm going to give everyone a second to join um, for our co-host today <laughs> to join and um like i said you're just in for a treat she is absolutely awesome um so i will just wait one more second no there she is let me turn off my alarm okay i think let me see i'm gonna invite her in now okay, i'm waiting on her to connect Hey, Kate. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Victoria? Great. Thank you so much for joining today. Of course. For doing this. I'm so excited. Um, so just to kind of tell everyone more about you, I'm going to kind of give a little bit of your background. So she has a Bachelor's of Science in Kinesiology, a Master's in Sports Exercise, is a Mental Performance Coach. She co-founded the podcast, the Kentucky Resilience Lab. And also coaches at F45 for fun. <laughs> um, so I'm so excited to just hear from you. Um, for yeah, that's me. That's a lot. But it's me in a nutshell, for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, and nothing wrong with that. All amazing things that you're doing. So um, first off, why don't you tell me, tell our viewers, our replay watchers, more about your podcast and what you do. For sure. Um, so the Kentucky Resilience Lab is basically just a resource. So um, as you mentioned in that awesome introduction, by the way, um, my master's is in sport and exercise psychology. And a few of my colleagues and I, um, as we were going through our graduate studies, we kind of came to the conclusion that this isn't really a resource that is super available to a lot of people. Um, and we thought that, you know, what better way than to kind of be pioneers for our field. Um, but then by, you know, like making this resource available to those that maybe aren't in a division one NCAA institution, or, um, you know, maybe aren't athletes at all, because a lot of sport and exercise psychology, it's primarily focused on sport, just because of the, you know, appealing nature of elite sport, but also exercise psychology and how that plays a huge role in overall mental health um, and your overall well-being. So we really just wanted to kind of take these skills and make them available to a wide variety of people. So what we've done in this podcast, we're actually kind of compiling our, our second season. Our first season was, was such a hit. Um, what we've done is we have created content in anywhere between 15 to 25 minute uh, segments and just made them available in, um, in, in a podcast form. So teaching these psychological skills, um, making that available to whoever 
wants to to learn more, um, wants to, you know, improve their their mental performance and mental capacity. And then we've got a couple um, special episodes and those are a little bit longer. So we've got um, some interviews and those are on a variety of different topics that are just relevant to, to the uh, field in and of itself. So we've got um, some people speaking on social justice and how, um, how that plays and, you know, has implications in a sport context. We've got um, a doctor talking about the potential dangers of playing sport in the midst of a global pandemic and how to protect yourself in, in that sense. So we've got, we've got a few different, um, you know, special episodes that are also really cool. Just if, if you like sports, if you like overall physical and, and mental health. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I definitely am going to be tuning in downloading that and I will make sure to link all of Kate's information, her podcast, all of that um, to the replay of this video so that you can stay plugged in. Um, so how did you get into this field of work? It's pretty interesting, you know? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, you know, kind of a, a quick background about me. I've always played sports. I've always been an athlete and I can sit, I still, consider myself an athlete. Now I didn't play in college, but, um, you know, I, I apologize. You can kind of see the sweaty hair. Um, just leaving the gym. I, that, that's an athlete in, in my world. Right. Um, so I actually saw a mental performance coach when I was in high school, not knowing that she was a mental performance coach. Um, she was just, you know, Stacy that I went to see on Thursdays. Um, and she was really impactful and not just improving my mental performance in sport, but also improving my mental performance in all facets of my life. So kind of fast forward, I go um, to UK for undergrad. And at this point, me along with every other person thought that I was going to be a doctor, um, but primarily in sport medicine. So I, I at least had had that um, you know, predetermined, which is why I chose for kinesiology rather than just like biology or whatnot. So a few um, years under my belt, I start kind of deciding that I don't want to go to med school, but I want to stick with physiology. That was a, a really interesting um, idea to me. So I kind of had this plan that I was going to get my master's in exercise physiology and then maybe become a sport physiologist or a clinical physiologist. I hadn't really hadn't really decided. Um, so fast forward, I had to take just this very basic introductory level course for sport and exercise psychology. And I ended up really enjoying it because I didn't even know it was a field. Um, it actually prompted me to pick up a minor in psychology and continue my studies in that regard. Um, long story short, we were starting this brand new master's degree program by the time that I was a senior in undergrad. And the director of the program, you know, kindly reached out to me and said, I'm looking for a few invested students. Um, and I think just with you already being in the department, already um, 
you know, knowing what this university has to offer, I think you would be a really integral part in, in this, you know, up and coming. Um, not just graduate degree program, but field. So it was a really dynamic process. And I, I'm glad that I ended up doing what I did because I almost got to mold this degree program into what I wanted I wanted it to be. Um, that being said, I also added in a high performance coaching certificate to really add that physical, um, you know, physiological capacity into it. Um, I think that's where I'm a little bit different, or I'm very different, actually, from most mental performance coaches, because sports psychology, you know, people hear that, and they think a therapist for athletes. And quite frankly, a lot of mental performance coaches are, are behavioral in, in nature, like their, their background is in clinical psychology. Um, whereas I'm strictly performance, a lot of people would think that almost, you know, that's a disadvantage. I think that's an advantage, because I'm so honed in on the performance enhancement piece. I'm not even attempting to go into that that clinical realm. And I also have that physical background that I can engage on that mind-body connection. I can really play that up. Um, and I, I think that's something that's definitely lacking in, in the field. So with that being said, um, you make a great point. Of course, I think some people can be scared of being more specialized um, because they're like, well, then I can't service everyone. But you ultimately can't service everyone anyways. And the right people for you will find you or you will definitely find them. So with that being said, um, how have you seen a connection between the physical and the mental, especially during your studies and just in your work? Absolutely. Um, well, personally, I know that, you know, I'll go back to myself as, as an athlete. If I'm not in a right headspace, if I'm not mentally there, that workout is going to be trash, right? And I think we can all really attest, attest to that. Um, and then on the other realm, on the other end of that spectrum, if we don't have a super great workout, then we're really displeased with, with ourselves. Maybe we start engaging in some negative self-talk. Um, so it's just this, this cyclical pattern. And if we can recognize where that disconnect is occurring and bolster that, maybe patch up that disconnect, it, maybe it's in, in a negative self-talk. Maybe it's... Um, we are not at our optimal level of arousal and matching that, getting, getting us back into that good, positive, high-performing mindset, then our physical selves are going to operate completely, you know, as, as planned, completely engaged. And something that I tell my athletes um, all the time when I'm, when I'm working with them, if there is one part of the machine that is not working, then the whole machine will shut down. Whether that be, you know, your brain, whether that be your knee, whether that be whatever, if there's one part of, of 
the machine and I'm using this metaphor as if our bodies were a machine, then, then the product isn't there, right? We, we can't produce a, a good quality performance. Yes, you're absolutely right. So, and yeah, just to kind of piggyback on that, it's so true because people don't realize, and I, I realize in my work, it was like working with people with Arbonne, my, my clients, that people don't understand that what you put in your body affects your brain, it affects your gut, it affects your skin. Um, what you put on your skin then is absorbed into your bloodstream, goes into your body. So saying you have to correct yourself, that negative um, self-talk, you have to shut that off, stop it, <laughs> and replace it with something good. Um, I mean, I don't have any kids yet, but it's just like with kids, like if you tell them, don't do that, don't do that. Well, maybe instead of saying, don't do that, don't do that, maybe replace it with something else. Right. Um, better, you know, because you're going to be more apt to want to do the thing that you that you shouldn't do or you shouldn't think. Don't think about this. Don't think about this. You know, those activities, they say, don't think about an elephant right. jumping in a pool. Well, yeah, elephant jumping in a pool. <laughs> so right. It's the same. You have to redirect to something positive. Um, that's amazing. So as far as tips for those watching, because I'm sure I want to know, and I'm sure those watching and that'll watch the replay want to know, do you have any tips for, you know, boosting your brain or increasing your mental performance in general? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of keeping with this theme of the mind-body connection, um, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, eating, like feeding your brain. Um, what you put into your body absolutely affects the way that your brain functions. So if you have a tendency to eat you know, really processed foods, um, fast foods, high fatty foods, then your brain is actually going to operate in a sluggish manner. Whereas if you focus more on nutrient dense whole foods, your brain can fire on all cylinders. So kind of keeping with that theme of the mind body connection. Um, also, keeping with that theme, get out and get that exercise. Because Exercise on a, even 30 minutes a day of very leisurely exercise, you know, walking around your neighborhood for 30 minutes, it releases endorphins, it releases serotonin, it releases feel good hormones in, in your body. So your brain actually interprets, your body interprets a better mood. You are more likely to be positive in the way that the way that you you know view things the way that you approach a situation might be considered an opportunity to grow rather than a you know a, a block in in your path so there um you know those are some really easy easy things that everybody can do um but also make sure that you're prioritizing yourself. And I know, especially females are, we have a tendency to put everybody else in, in front of us, right? To put work in front of us, to put, I mean, I don't have any kids either, um, but, you know, to put kids in front of us, to put our, our neighbor's dog that needed to go out, you know, whatever. We, we put every, every reason um, at, out there not to do what we 
need to do to take care of ourselves, but to take care of everybody else. Um, but truthfully, we cannot successfully and completely take care of everyone else if we're not taking care of ourselves first. And that's another thing that I, I tell a lot of my clients. Um, in order to optimize your mental performance, you have to prioritize yourself. You have to pour into your cup before you can even, you know, think about pouring into somebody else's before you can even think about operating on a, you know, gold standard. So I think those are, yeah, just some of my really quick tips, you know, eat right, take, take care of your body, go, go out and do what's good for your body. Um, but also take time for yourself. And it means, you know, read that book, you read that book, if it means you watch an episode of like, Real Housewives, then that's, <laughs> then that's what it is, right? Yes. But we all need to just like, chill out. And sometimes even, I understand that's easier said than done. And even I struggle with that um, as a mental performance coach myself. So what I'll do is I'll write in that time. Like I wrote in on my calendar and marked it off in my calendar with all of my colleagues that have access to my calendar. Um, you know, I am at the gym. Do not, do not reach out to me. Um, I mark off in my day, like I have 30 minutes where I'm not looking at my phone and I'm reading. Um, I go ahead and I plan my, my food out in advance. So it's just kind of things like that, that you can take control of your life um, on, before things get in the way for you to use them as a reason not to prioritize yourself. Absolutely. And you know, self-care is self-love. I preach that all the time. And it don't feel bad to take that time because you right. can, you're a better person when you take that time. Absolutely. So um, I totally agree with everything that you said. And, you know, I've seen a lot that anxiety is increasing during this pandemic. Have you experienced that maybe with clients that you've seen, seen an increase? Yeah. Um, so I have absolutely noticed that mental, I don't want to say mental health, but mental performance is absolutely um, decreasing. And, you know, I can't speak because I, I'm not board certified. I don't have um, a, a clinical certification of the, that sort. But I know even just with my athletes, the fact that there is so much unknown um, causes a lot of stress and it causes a lot of distress because sometimes, you know, there's you stress and we can build on that. We can use that as, as momentum. But um, in this case, it's causing a lot of distress because it's coming from, um, uh, you know, a, a point of uncertainty. It's coming from a point of uncontrollable factors and, and you know, a, a sports psych terminology. Uh, we have, we have this term called uh, controllable and an uncontrollable. And obviously a global pandemic is not within our control, right? right? Um, so just this consistent feeling of uncertainty, this consistent feeling of, you know, not knowing what the future holds um, at the drop of a hat, a, an athlete season can, can be canceled at the drop of a hat, you know, someone's wedding could be canceled. It, it we don't, we don't know. Um, so overall, I think people are looking 
to the to the future rather than engaging in the present and um, you know focusing on the past, focusing on the on the future. Those are just distractions. You know, they're distractions from within, but they are distracting you away from being mentally engaged. So you can't perform at an optimal level. You can't mentally perform to your highest capacity if you are engaged, enthralled in, you know, what could happen in the future or what has happened in the past. So um, like I said, I can't really speak on patterns of mental health um, Mm -hmm. just out of, you know, for legality purposes, but I definitely would venture to say that mental performance, um, at least with my clients and honestly with myself, I'm I'm guilty of it too, right? Um, Mental performance, I would say, has has endured a, a steady decline over the course of the past few months due to the uncontrollable nature of what's going on with COVID. Um, But that's when you really have to challenge yourself to stay consistent. You really have to challenge yourself to take care of yourself and prioritize yourself. Do the things that you need to do. Take care of your your body. Take care of your brain. Uh, read. Get outside when it's still sunny. You know, do do the things that we all know are physically good for us because that only bolsters our mental uh, functioning, our mental operation as well. Yes. So then from a maybe a performance point of view um mental performance or yeah mental performance um for maybe someone that is struggling with anxiety um what advice would you give them like what advice would you give to someone that you're coaching for example absolutely um so it's just taking one step at a time right and it's so easy to look at the big picture um but if you can unpack the big picture and maybe even if if you're considering a challenge or a goal, unpack that into tiny, tiny, tiny little goals to where you have a win on a daily basis. You come out with a W at the end of every day because all that does is it builds your self-efficacy. So self-efficacy is the belief that we have the resources we have the capacity to be successful, right? So if we successfully accomplish something on a daily basis, then it makes sense that we believe we have the capacity to be successful, right? We, we have the resources to be successful. Beyond that, it also improves your self-confidence. Personal experience, personal success is the number one way to build self-efficacy and to build self-confidence. So if you can break down your goals into like tiny little fragments to where you can cross that thing off on a day-to-day basis, I mean, honestly, sometimes I will write in my agenda something that I've already done because the, the feeling, the successful sensation of being able to cross something off my list or knowing that I I've completed that for the day. Um, you know, it, it, again, it releases that serotonin. It releases those feel good hormones that 
even some testosterone that it releases some pride in, in your body. So your brain interprets it as if you just were successful because you were. So that only keeps your motivation going into the next day. Um, I think absolutely that's something that we all need to be better at. Um, we all have room to improve upon. And what I've even begun to challenge myself um, is to wake up and set those mini goals, right? We all have these huge lofty goals. I know by 2025, I want to have a PhD. And that is, that's a huge goal, right? Yeah. But how am I, how am I going to break that down? Because in, in my brain, I'm thinking, well, what if this time next year, we're still in a pandemic? Like what? We don't know. So every day I think, all right, today, how am I going to do one or two things that is going to work toward that giant goal? And today, those one or two things was, uh, were to read um, an article that was emailed to me by a girlfriend on a topic that is relevant to my field and to, um, to go outside and like, listen, um, it sounds kind of silly, but I don't, I don't mentally engage in my surroundings as often as I should. And I have another goal of practicing what I preach. And that is one thing that I oftentimes preach is to just be mentally engaged in your surroundings and your environment. Um, so that was, you know, for five minutes, I sat outside and I just listened and I watched and it, it was interesting. It was eye opening. So, um, I know I kind of just talked in circles, but a uh, long story short, break, break it up, you know, break, break any goal, any challenge up into tiny wins because the, the more achievable, um, and the more successful, that well a more achievable that those tasks are and the more successful that you feel the more likely that you are going to keep going absolutely and i saw that jordan said you know the small wins add up to big wins and that is so true and you know you take all these small steps i think it makes me think about a book that i think i read in college pretty early on um that's called little bets where you take these little bets on yourself you have to bet on yourself because if you don't um you know, how can you expect someone else to take the big bet on you, you know, right? And building that self-confidence that self-efficacy, because it definitely goes a long, long way. And this has been absolutely awesome. <laughs> so thank you. But before I end, I want to ask you just, um, I like to end with a little fun fact. So yeah, what's your fun fact, Kate? <laughs> okay, so um, I mean, it, I think it's fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm one of four. Uh, one of four kids, but we all are, it's like a his, hers, ours kind of deal. And I think that brings us together even more. Uh, We're all so, so different. And only two of the four of us have the same two biological parents. Um, That being said, we're like the closest it's ever been. Now for the fun fact, though, we all have a matching mole behind our right knee. It's, I don't know, like, it's so wild. That is so funny. Yeah, it's like, we were meant to, to be together 
So yes, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I did not expect that. <laughs> I know. When people ask me like a fun fact about myself, I'm thinking, well, I kind of just, especially in this scenario, I kind of just rambled about myself. So <laughs> I think I think my family's fun. I love my family. Yeah. They're all, we're all a bunch of goofballs. Um, that's but awesome. They're my best friends. So <laughs> um, yeah. So we all have the same matching little mole freckle behind our our right knee so i think i've always thought that was cool <laughs> yes yes and also just wanted to say um is there anything that you'd like to say before we end um tell it can you tell i guess the viewers and then those that'll watch the replay where they can find you yeah so um my instagram is at katie conway so it's just k-a-i-t-e-c-o-n-w-a-y um i guess that's a fun fact my my real name is Caitlin, not Catherine. So I spell Katie a little bit differently. It's just to trip everybody up. I have, my, my mom says it's because I always have to be difficult. Um, so oh, you're just different. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Kentucky Resilience Lab podcast, you can, you can find that. We've got some really cool like infographics and even some IG lives um, on book reviews that, that we kind of review a variety of different resources that are relevant to the field so that's just at ky res r-e-s lab l-a-b um so kentucky resilience lab if you look that up um it'll come up as well and we're also on apple podcast and spotify awesome well thank you very much and like i said i will link all of her information her instagram her um podcast so that you all can stay tuned and listen to those episodes we can't wait for season two congrats and happy thanksgiving thank you so much <laughs> thanks for having me on happy yes, thanksgiving everybody yes you're very welcome thank you bye okay y'all thank you so much for tuning in but before we leave i want to tell you really quick about some cool products that actually correlate very well to everything that we discussed today, all about brain performance. Um, you know, your brain is very important. You want to fuel your brain with the right food, with the right supplements. Um, as I'm studying in school, becoming a master herbalist and traditional doctor of naturopathy, um, I find that there are some things that our body needs. Yes, I'm all for a whole foods diet. And that's what I recommend all my clients to everyone that knows me, knows that I'm all about that at Uni Organic and fresh as possible. But there are just some things that you cannot get on your own from our food. And that goes back to um, just the cleanness of food, what's available um, over the years and over the hundreds of years, you know, things have been modified and so on and so forth. But I just wanted to talk about a couple of products with Arbonne that I use regularly that I have noticed a difference in my body. Of course, I'm not a medical doctor. Everything that we've discussed previously, um, we're not making any claims, um, so I can make no promises, but these are awesome products and they're very clean. Okay, so the first one that I wanted to talk about is Mind Health. Everything comes in these little sticks, so they come in powder form. You can mix them as, as much as you like. I actually take a green shot every single morning and I put this Mind Health, it's cherry limeade flavored, into my greens and I enjoy it. Um, people call it like the... Um, the healthy Xanax, <laughs> kind of funny, but it helps you with your cognitive function and focus. Um, it has B vitamins and it has certain supplements in it that help build your brain cells and support cognitive function. It helps with cognitive performance as well as memory and learning. Um, it has grapeseed extract. It has 
a derivative of sunflower seeds that helps with the structural component of your brain and supporting your normal function and health, as well as CoQ10, which is an antioxidant that helps support cellular function, and vitamin B12, which contributes to normal neurological and psychological function, as well as per cognitive performance. So you can actually look up um, CoQ10 and read different studies and find information on the impact on your brain. It's absolutely amazing. You'll be able to tell a difference if you don't take it. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention are everyone's Arbonne favorite. They're called Fizz Sticks. They come in three different flavors. I actually have it in my cup here. It's what I've been sipping on. Um, they come in strawberry, pomegranate, and citrus, my husband's favorite. Um, so these are a great way to get an energy boost, but without the crash. So I used to be a Red, Red, Bull, Red Bull girl. I used to be all about Monster Zero until I found out everything that's in those cans. Um, these are an alternative way to get plant-based caffeine. It's 55 milligrams of caffeine that's derived from guarana, green tea, which is the green tea leaf, which is the most important part of the green tea. And it also has ginseng root. So it helps support physical activity and performance. Um, it's naturally derived caffeine. So as I mentioned, you won't get that crash. So like I was a coffee snob, okay? <laughs> I still have an amazing coffee maker that I keep for when we have guests over um, that still have a preference for coffee. But I would drink it in the morning and then I would crash in the afternoon, two, three o'clock. You know, we all get that that lazy, sluggish feeling. I don't, I no longer have that. Um, this also has tarnine. It's an amino acid that helps support your energy. It has the CoQ10 antioxidant for your brain function. It has chromium that helps support your blood sugar levels. It has no sugar added, so it's not going to spike your insulin levels. Um, if that is a concern of yours, it has riboflavin, um, which helps metabolize your carbohydrates, fats, and proteins to provide energy. And it also has niacin that helps support energy yielding metabolism of micronutrients. So it's low calorie, it's um, maltodextrin free, gluten free, cruelty free, um, absolutely amazing. So um, if you want a sample of any of the things that I mentioned, feel free to send me a message. You can email me from my um, profile as well, or my email is thefiteventlady at gmail.com. And I'll be more than happy to either meet up with you if you're in the Louisville area or um, send it to your home straight to your front door. Um, but thank you all so much for watching. Um, the replay will be available. Please let me know what you think. If there's someone that you'd like to hear from in particular, um, something that's health or wellness related, a topic that you'd like for me to find someone to speak to. Um, but stay tuned. Next week, we're going to have Victoria Niels. She has like so many designations. I can't even remember all the acronyms, but she is a board certified nutritionist and her specialty is autoimmune disease. Um, we're going to be talking about autoimmune disease and the relation a correlation to fertility, something that I've actually found um, as I've been studying. So it's going to be amazing. So come back, invite your friends, and I will see you all later. Have a great Monday. And yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to Monday's Muse. If you have questions or you have requests for someone to co-host the next episode, feel free to message me over on Instagram at Victoria L. Staten. And make sure you follow me. You're going to get wellness tips and tricks, and a whole lot more. Until next time, stay well and see you next Monday.